We have a young member, not a member, guest, who came with a Harry Potter book today. And that last line, where your treasure is, there your heart will be, is actually on a tombstone in the Harry Potter series. I, I lift that up because when the Harry Potter series came out, I was serving a church in Gig Harbor, Washington, and uh, all the conservative churches were, were doing bans on the books. They were encouraging their people not to read them because they were magic, I don't know. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And where your secrets are, there you will be trapped. What secrets do we keep? Do we keep the right secrets? I'm not going to ask you your secrets because if you told me, then they wouldn't be secret, would they? That's kind of a problem. Well, God knows everything, but what, what do we keep? I had a friend came in my office and told me his brother had a secret that he'd been drinking. And he drank himself to death. He kept that secret with him to the grave. Those are not the secrets you want to keep. If you are in trouble, do you need help? It's an open-ended question. This music, I mean, this, I can tell the energy is like really in the toilet. We need, yes, the energy is in the toilet. Okay, what do we need to do to get the energy up? What are we supposed to be doing in Lent? Reflection? We don't know. What do you normally do in Lent? Give up something. Right? God wants you to what? Sacrifice. As Jesus sacrificed for us, therefore we sacrifice for God. God wants you to suffer. Right? Isn't that what we've been told? You're looking horrified. Love and suffering are two great paths to God. They are. They just flat out are. Suffering gets your attention faster than anything else will. And usually what happens is that unless we start suffering, we don't pay attention. I prefer the path of love because it's a lot more fun. Okay? But the early church said Jesus suffered on the way to the cross, so if you're going to walk with Jesus to the cross, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Marlene? No pressure. Your mind was elsewhere. And for that, I'm going to make you suffer. That was mean. No, what we did was we wanted people to realize that this was just I don't know. The, the image of God was terrible. And we, and I mean, I cut out so many verses of that first reading from Joel. It's darkness and heaviness in the day of the Lord, and it's just dead depressing. 
And then the, the passages that I cut out where an army comes and everything in front of it is like the Garden of Eden and everything behind it is just laid waste. It's a happy, happy day. But it's supposed to get your attention and I suppose if you lived in the Middle East right now and ISIS was coming in and people, you would really relate to Joel. Because that's what was happening. And the early church said, okay, Lent we got two seasons of the year where we have a chance to get your attention. One's Advent, that's happy. The other's Lent. They're both seasons of preparation. If you're going to amend your lives, you've got 40 days. Actually, it's like 48 because, as Mary said, Sundays are a little Lord's Day every week, and so it's really not in Lent. So if you've given up wine for Lent, it's your lucky day because it's not Lent. Monday, you're back at it. Bummer for you. I gave up wine for Lent once. It was the worst Lent of my life. I was very happy for Easter. And I tell you that I did not focus much on Easter joy. I focused on the fact that I was going to have a nice glass of wine when I was done. So that didn't really work for me so much. All my secrets were, I'm hating Lent. And I ended up being more distracted than I was progressing on any kind of spiritual walk. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to do something for myself. I'm going to treat myself during Lent. Ever thought of that? How about get a massage every week? And when you're getting a massage, be grateful to God that you have a body. Be grateful that there are hands that can make all the tension of your body go away. Be grateful that there's a God that loves you. Can we do that? Maybe the secrets that we keep then aren't so bad. What secrets do we keep? And I've been, I've been thinking this. I'm in the middle of school searching. And I've got to tell you, my son went to visit USC and I thought, I do not want my son to like USC. It's a big school. It's an expensive school. We can't afford to send him there. He loved it. <laughs> he expected to hate it, and he loved it. And it's like, oy vey. And now I'm trying to think, do I hope he doesn't get in? Is that what I hope? Is that my secret? There are things in our lives that, quite frankly, are better kept to ourselves. And we can give them to God and say, I'm struggling with this, I'm going to give it to you because I can't handle it. But there are other things in our lives that are not secret and probably should be secret. We live in a world where people don't give. They don't really give the way that you know my grandparents gave. And... Warren Buffett went to, you know, the Microsoft guy just dropped his name, Bill Gates. And he said, you know what, Bill? You need to give. We have a problem in this country where if you are the top ten richest men in America, yeah, everybody knows your name. Let's start another list. Let's start a list of the top ten biggest givers in America those who are doing the most good. And some of those who are good givers get their name kicked off the top ten of the, the, the wealthiest. Now, I think that is a time when you should be touting your own horn. 
Not so that people say, isn't that awesome? But people think, wow, if they can do it, maybe I can too. Sally Barron and I have the same problem. Sally's not here, but we talk about this all the time. I don't think she'd mind telling you this. We, are, we have that, that uh, this passage in Scripture haunts me. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. When you're giving, don't, you know, don't do it in front of other people. So when I do things, nice things for people, I really go out of my way that no one else knows. And then people say, well, what are you doing? My wife says, tell people what you're doing. And Sally and I are like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm doing this so I get my reward, so that people know, oh, isn't that great? Sally's going to Guatemala and she's, she's helping people. But when she does, people think, wow. Sally, who is an ordinary person, doesn't have tremendous financial resources at her disposal, goes every year to help out. Maybe someone like me can too. Sometimes the secrets we keep are the secrets we need to share. Do we help one another? Do we feel good about the fact, and there's nothing wrong with feeling good about the fact that you help someone else. Do we keep that to ourselves or do we just shout it out? And your motivations are what's, I think, important. During this Lenten season, I want you to grow. I want you to look at your heart and what do you treasure? Is it what you want to treasure? Is what we treasure what we want to treasure? I have a pastor who, a parishioner came and said, you know, I want to feel good about myself and I don't. And the pastor said, well, be a good person. Said, well, how do I be a good person? I mean, you know, there's always another question behind it, right? And the pastor said, I don't know, but you do. I bet you in your life know what it means to be a good person. I know this because I've talked to you. You do, and you are. And I know you know this too. And I look at this congregation and I see the good that you do. Maybe Lent's a time to do more of that good. And maybe those secrets need to be kept to ourselves, and maybe they need not to be secrets. Maybe Kara needs to say, you know what, I did this last week, I don't normally do that, and I felt awesome. I felt good about that. I helped somebody, and that felt awesome. You want to feel awesome, and you're feeling down, maybe you just need to do something good for somebody. There's an idea. What secrets do we keep? What do we treasure? I can't answer this for you because I don't live inside your head. Thank you, Jesus. And you can't answer that for me because you don't live inside my head. Again, thank you, Jesus. But we live here. And the point of today, of Ash Wednesday, we're doing it half a week late. But the point of today is to say, and all God wants you to do is repent. The, the word repentance in Greek is metanoia, and here's what it means. 
It means to go from here to here. That's all it means. It means to turn. It means to turn. Change directions. What we've taken it to mean is, you're going to suffer. We, I'm picking on you, aren't I? I'm going to suffer after this. People are going to beat me. You were mean to Marlene. That's true, I was. But all it means is to turn and to act in, a, to, to act in new ways. And you are as free as you want to be to feel terrible about what you've done before. You're absolutely free. If you need to beat yourself up, go for it. If it makes you happy to, to do one of these, good on you. But all God wants you to do is turn. Turn. Do something different. Live. Lent is a time when we're preparing for Jesus' death, but the whole point of the death was life. So when we give up something, sometimes that makes us appreciate the life we have. Sometimes it just makes us miserable. If it just makes you miserable, don't do it. I fasted for a week one year. I tell you, worst week ever. And it was Holy Week, and we broke our fast on, on, on Holy Thursday during communion. And, and that church was higher church than this, and we had wine, and you know, it's appropriate when you, when you pour the wine and you consecrate it, you're supposed to finish it. And I did, after not eating for a week. This was really dumb. Because it was like, wow, my vision's going like this. I gotta lead a closing hymn, people. I don't remember what it is, but it was good when I picked it. Or so I thought. Lent is a time of preparation. It's a time of walking. It's a time of keeping the secrets and giving them to God and not, and not showing off, but also to do whatever we need to do to live. I want this sermon to be complicated, and, and maybe you don't understand it. Maybe I don't understand it, and that's your problem that I don't understand it. But there are secrets we should keep, and there are secrets we should give away. If you're drinking yourself to death, don't keep that a secret. Don't keep it a secret. I need help. Three words. You'll be free. Going to God with the things you need that only God can help, do that in secret. And you need to figure out what those are because they're not as hard and fast as you think. But please, whatever you do, do what you do because it leads to life. To life. To fullness of life. And I'm sorry to Marlene for being mean. You were. You don't have to suffer. You just have to turn in a new direction and walk with grace and peace and joy. Amen.